Hey everybody, welcome to the Audience of One podcast, where we live by Colossians 3:23. Whatever you do, do it enthusiastically as something done for the Lord and not for men. Here we talk about life, purpose, and growth, and attempt to practically live our lives focused on pleasing our audience of one, which is God. Enjoy the show and be blessed. Welcome back to another episode of the Audience of One podcast. This is your host, Monique Toussaint. First, I want to give y'all a shout out. Y'all are so bomb. I mean, the feedback that I've been getting from this season, it warms my heart. So thank y'all so much for supporting your girl and listening to the show and sharing the podcast. I really appreciate you. Today, I want to talk about marriage again. I guess I'm on a marriage train. And also, I've just been so excited to share all of these great things that I've been recording. So we are going to talk about how to remain an individual while we are in marriage. And if you've ever felt like this before, you'll understand why. You're about to hear a snippet from the actual episode. And I'm going to tell you all about what we're going to talk about. The reason why I wanted to have Garlinda here, because at the same conference that I met her sister, I met her and we had a really, really enriching conversation about marriage. I was telling her that I really was frustrated sometimes with my husband, because I feel like when I see and think about godly couples, that the husband and wife are doing the same thing together. So they start a business together or they're in ministry together. They're always doing something together. But it seems like me and my husband are just kind of not interested in the same things. And I'm like, how do we deal with that? So that's why we are going to talk about how to maintain your individuality and marriage. And um, Garlinda is just awesome with this topic. So do y'all feel me? Do y'all understand why I needed to talk to somebody about this? If you can relate, let's head on into the episode. Welcome to the podcast, Garlinda. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much for having me today. It's such a blessing to be here with you. Oh my gosh. I'm super excited. And listeners, you all are in for a treat. If she sounds familiar, it's probably because we had her other half on the podcast last (laughs) season. Um, She is the twin sister of Dr. Patrice Carter. That was a episode that we had that you all really enjoyed. So that is who she sounds like. If you all are thinking, I heard her before. (laughs) Before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and just a little bit about how long you've been married and your marriage and things like that? Absolutely. So I am, I've been married now for 22 years. We've been together for 30 years. So we always tell people we lived in sin prior to salvation for about eight years. <laughs> Don't hold that against us. We're saved, <laughs> sanctified now, right? And Amen. then, um, yeah, and so I'm from Fayetteville. I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a pastor. Um, I own a real estate company here currently, but I started my first business when I was 19. Um, but the Lord has blessed me to be called to women and specifically women in business. And so So um, on the side, when the Lord leads me to, I coach women and how to earn six figures through marketplace ministry. I love that. So you say you have been married for 20, you said 22 years, 22. Mm -hmm. Y'all, she does not look a day over 25. So I'm really confused over here. So (laughs) I I don't, I don't know what's happening. I'll pay you later after the podcast. (laughs) 
So let's just talk about how, how you have navigated this challenge of maintaining your individuality in marriage. And have you ever struggled with that concept that I said of wanting all of this togetherness with everything in your marriage? Yes, because we all want that kumbaya. We're going to retire rich together. We all going to be wealthy, riding off into the sunset. You do what I say, do, and everything will go well. That's kind of the concept, right? (laughs) But at the same time, and I don't think I ever struggled with individuality, um, only because I've always marched to the beat of my own drum. So if you don't want to follow, whether it be husband, kids, the dog, I'm still going on. But I did have in my mind starting out, when we would do different businesses is that I always wanted us to do it together because it would be more fun, right? The word of God talks about, you know, two going together and two being together is better than someone being by themselves. And so my husband will always go along, whatever the business was, whether it was beauty, whether it was, um, art, whether it was exercise, whatever it was, he was always all in. And I remember one day when we talked about, um, the real estate company, he would, he would work in the office with me and he just didn't seem interested. And I was like, what is wrong with you? Cause I'm like, I can't be trying to grow this whole, you know, dynasty by myself. And he said, I don't like it. And I was like, but what don't you like about it? It's your business. And he was like, no, it's your business. And then this big argument ensued about, but we're together. How is it my business? I thought this is what you wanted to do. He said, no, I wanted to be supportive. And so when he told me he didn't like it, I asked him, what was it that he didn't like about it? And he said, because I don't get to tell people what to do. And so from that day forward, I realized that he liked the employee-employer concept. And there was nothing wrong with that. But I prefer to be an entrepreneur and figure out, sink or swim, what are we going to do? And so I let him be him. And I and that wasn't so long ago. I mean, that was probably like seven or eight years ago when I realized he's not a business. He's a business person and he's smart in business, but he's not an entrepreneur. And there's a difference, right? Because someone can be very well versed at business. They can help run an organization, but that doesn't mean they're willing to take the risk of not having a paycheck. And he is not a risk taker as it relates to having a paycheck. And so I let him go free. And I felt it made our relationship better because now I'm not looking at him with a side eye. Like, I know you see me over here working like a slave, right? <laughs> and so I just came to the realization that, you know, we are together and we're married. We have a family together and we do own this business together. We just play different roles and you just don't happen to be in it day to day. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love that. Um, I know for me, I definitely have tried to force Juan into different business ideas and he was just not feeling it. And something that sticks out um, to me was we taught Financial Peace University before um, that Dave Ramsey um, put together. And I was just so passionate about it. And I was like, oh, we need to do financial coaching for couples. And my husband was like, no, I don't want to do that. And I'm like, well, we need to do it because we're on this debt-free journey together and people will listen to me if you do it with me. And he's like, no, I don't want to do it. And it was just a big to-do because I didn't understand why he didn't want to support that. But then after I started hearing him and listening to him, I realized, okay, he doesn't want to do it. Why am I forcing him to do it? But what I did and kind of still do have issue with is owning that I can stand on my two feet and do something alone, even though I'm married to someone. So you said that you typically have always been able to just go to the beat of your own drum. How do you, how do you help women like me who 
kind of had these dreams and ideas and goals built on this togetherness. And now you're left to being like, oh, I have to do this by myself. Okay, what where do I what how do I do this by myself? No, and I had to get to that place too, and without being mad about it, and without being bitter about it, and without holding grudges like, oh, so you let me just go out here and start all this and launch all this all on my own, and now you just gonna run, or you just gonna go do whatever it is. But then a part of me was realizing that that was disrespectful because he never said he wanted to do it. I just assumed that he did because we're together. But the the second part to that is fear. You know, so a lot of times we don't want to go do something on our own because we think, well, what if it fails? Or what if I'm not that great at it? Or I'm only that great at it because they're really standing by my side. But so it, it takes a lot of courage to say, I'm still going to go forward because God gave me this vision. And one night we had a conversation, Paul, we were arguing about it. He said, just because God gave you that as a vision, he gave me my own dreams and plans and visions too. And they weren't always built around having a business. And so I think that, you know, when it goes back to your question about individuality, we have to respect it even in marriages and even as husband and wife, that we're still individuals. God has, you know, when he preordained us, I think it says in Romans 8 and 30, you know, that he predestined us and he called us and he justified us. And so when he did that, he didn't call us as one married couple right then. He called him as Marvin and you as Garlinda. And then at some point we became one. That didn't mean that our identities in Christ became one, right? Yes, we're going to do it together and we're going to grow the kingdom of God together through whatever that is. But God's plan for us never changed individually either. Mm. Because I, I think that we just want to, you know, sometimes we want to bring people along on a journey like Abraham and Lot, right? He didn't tell Abraham to take Lot. He said, you know, come from your father's house. But Abraham invited Lot along on the journey. But it wasn't until they separated that God showed him what he had promised him. Because he had already walked through the promised land at some point and was and had gone on down to the land of the famine where the famine was going on. And so when he and Lot separated because they were getting too big and they were arguing, it wasn't until Lot went down to his own land that the Lord told Abraham, turn around and let me show you what I'm going to give you. So sometimes success requires separation, even from that idea of my husband and I are going to do this together. Mm. I so, love you know, we hold up our blessing, you know, trying to drag someone along. But what did God have planned for your honey bunny? Right. And right. now he's on a journey with you. Yet is he separate from the things that God told him to focus on? Because you're passionate about debt free. Who don't want to be debt free? So he's like, well, look, I'm going to help us get debt free. Now, can I be released? <laughs> right, right. Can I go free? And so I just think that part of it is maturity. And just saying that, you know, I'm a big girl, I'm a big guy, whoever it is that may be listening. And I can, through God, I can through through Christ, I can do all these things and we're going to be successful. That's a really good guy for how we can consider our husband's opinion um, because we are all individuals in Christ and God did give us our respective journeys to, to go on. And I, I definitely feel like this gives me different perspective as well the next time a joint idea comes to me because it really might not be joint for me and why maybe I'm supposed to have a, another business partner or something everything doesn't have to go through the two say household now I just kind of want to switch gears just a little bit um when, when we thinking when we're thinking about maintaining individuality something that comes to me is self-care and just typically meeting the needs and the passions that we as wise we as women have I know 
typically a lot of women kind of bend to the needs of their husband, bend to the needs of their kids, and they meet their needs at the end of the day. Like if there's anything left, they'll go off and, you know, finally do what they need to do or do what they want to do. How can women, what are some tips that we can navigate this space, even down to choosing the food that you like you might default to a different this restaurant because you know your husband and your, your child like it but you never go to your favorite restaurant so how can we kind of work through that oh my gosh that is such a great point right because we do make sacrifices for everyone else but this is it's going to sound a little selfish but you know at some point you do have to become selfish with your non-negotiables right so i have some non-negotiables for me if i don't like it i'm not eating it right so there's four of us that we have to decide around myself and two teenagers and nobody ever wants the same thing and so we we normally end up arguing about oh you want to go here we want to go there and that's fine if we got to run four different places i'm going to get what it is that i want if i want to take time to go to the thrift store because i love thrift shopping i don't need that i need another item like i need a hole in the head but i'm going to go and not feel guilty if i want to take the long route home and sit in the car in the driveway when i get home because i know that when i walk in everybody's bombarding me with what's for dinner what are we going to eat although their dad is sitting right there with them and they've all been together for the last four hours and now all of a sudden they're starving they realize they were hungry when i walked in then i have to decide for myself um what is the time for me gonna look like and i'm bad about self-care like i'm i'll be honest like i don't even know the things because it had been so long since i would take care of myself i have to realize what i like i'm not a massage girl I don't like going to the hairdresser, but I love the thrift store. I love riding in the country. And I give myself permission to do those things when I feel like doing them and when I want to do them. Um, But the other thing is, I used to feel guilty about leaving the kids behind. Because when I started my career in real estate, they were little and I missed a lot. So now what I do, part of my self-care, it may sound weird, is I want to be with them as much as I can. And because they love being with me, I take them on my showings. They, they may stay in the car five hours with me showing houses, but I get to be with them. So part of self-care for me and my love language is just being with them, even if it's just in the car or cooking for them. I know that sounds silly, but that's the way that I show love. So self-care for me is being able to show them love and know that I'm loved in return. It doesn't necessarily have to mean I'm, I'm going to get my nails and feed them. I think it's different for everybody and you have to know what feeds your spirit. Those are the things that feed my spirit that are self-care centered around taking care of them because then that means my needs are met internally. I know that that probably to somebody listening, they're going to be like, but what does that have to do with you? Because I missed so much in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm older, you know, like she, she didn't tell you I'm old, but I'm older now. So now at 52, the same things I would have wanted at 25 and at 35, they're different for me now. I know now that I can still build wealth and have a business and not lose my family. Mm. so self-care for me involves my family but I would encourage someone that's listening that is not at that place or that stage in life create a schedule and stick with it so if you say on the fifth Thursday of every month I'm going to do this for me do that for you on the second Tuesday there's not a fifth Thursday fourth Thursday of every month right the second Tuesday whatever that is you have to schedule it in and I think I learned that early on um, when I was working with a real estate company before I opened my own and they were big on if it's not on your calendar it doesn't exist and so they talked about how you scheduled date night and how you scheduled self-time and how you scheduled work time and I really believe in that because I don't know that there's anything work-life balance but I believe you can schedule it yeah and that that that. may sound very rigid 
But if you don't schedule, that's not going to happen. So even around cooking, because there's so much I want to get done in a day, every day I'm going to start cooking around four or four o'clock because I know if I start cooking, I know I'm going to know I'm cooking two meals because I have to appease two different taste buds, mine and the kids. Mm -hmm. And so if that's what I'm going to do, then I schedule that's when I'm going to start. If I'm working out at six, I'm going to work out at six. So I think people have to, um, Schedule what's important to them and then stick with it. Be committed to what they say they're going to do for themselves, just like they would for someone else. Yeah, I love that. And I, and I love how practical your um, self-care suggestions are. Um, just taking a drive in the country or sitting in the car. You know, I never thought about those things being self-care. So um, listeners, you can, it literally can be anything, but I love the fact that you say you schedule that time for yourself and, I think that's very important because you think about it. There are so many hours in the week. You can take two of those just for yourself. I love and that. And who's going to die. But I think another thing for myself here for me is saying no and meaning no. Mm. Like I'm really good at saying no. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody asks me to do something I don't want to do, no, thank you. No, I'm good. Right. And meaning it. And so I think, you know, a part of self-care isn't always about something you do for yourself tangibly, tangibly but mentally as well. I know you're enjoying this episode, but I want to take a quick pause to let you know how you can support the show. Did you know the audience of one has its very own Patreon account? Patreon is a community where listeners like you can support podcasters like me. By becoming a friend of the show, your monthly contribution will allow me to focus on providing great content and outsource other parts of the podcast. Click on the link in the show notes and head over to patreon.com to support our show. For as little as $3, you will give me the opportunity to fund the show and bring you more of what you love. Looking forward to your support and thank you for listening. Now, back to the show. So it sounds like from this episode, um, we really learned that it's, it's, it's vital as, as wives that we maintain um our own individuality by one not pushing our husbands to always do everything together with us especially when it pertains to business or are just goals that we might foresee because that might be something that God is placing on our heart and God could be pushing your husband elsewhere and then for us to make time and schedule time for ourselves because when we are our best selves we can show up for these other people in our lives to to love on them the best way we can. So what are some final tips or pieces of wisdom that you want to leave with folks since you are so well-versed in this area? Uh, (laughs) I don't know if I'm well-versed, but let's just say I have a lot of experience because I'm older now. But one thing you just said um, was about individuality. And so sometimes husbands don't want to do business with wives because they don't stick with anything. So it might not be that the Lord didn't call a husband and a wife to have businesses together. Just in my case, my husband just said, I don't want to be in the day-to-day operations of it. But sometimes if you don't stick with something and you're always going from thing to thing, maybe he doesn't trust that really you're going to stick with it. So then why should he be committed to it? So I would encourage someone listening that does have a business and they do want their husband to be involved, become intentional about the business. And when he sees your intentionality around it, then maybe that will bring him on board if it's really the call for you all to do business together. I love that. That was really, really good. Amen. Snap, snap. (laughs) (laughs) 
so because you know of, people can go from thing to thing i hate to say that so but I used to, I used to do that you know and i would go from thing to thing and then my husband would be like well you have to stick with something this is early on in our relationship mm-hmm. but i realized that that creates a lack of trust because if i'm gonna you're investing our money and then you're on to the next thing i don't know maybe they just don't think you're serious mm, i like that that's a really good perspective i really hadn't thought about that at all so yeah thank you for sharing that you're welcome so at the end of every show I love to leave my listeners with an affirmation and a scripture for the day so mm-hmm. can you share your affirmation and your scripture for to the day for us absolutely so my favorite scripture is Luke 5 and 4 one of them I should say and it's um it was Jesus when he was talking to Peter and it says when he had finished speaking he said to Simon put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch And um, I was sharing with you earlier that the revelation that the Lord gave me in that is that if we would go out deeper, go out further and do more, that he guaranteed, Peter, he was going to catch something. He said, let down the nets for a catch. And so God is telling us that if we would just step out into deep water, that's where miracles happen. That's where success happens. It's not in the shallow water. If we go out deeper and further, then we have to depend on and rely on God to be successful. And he guarantees if we follow him, there's going to be great success. Amen. I love Amen. that. And then What's my your affirmation is, um, you know, that, that the Lord shared this with me when I was getting frustrated. I was um, with some business partners of mine, but um, the Lord said that we're not responsible for the unused portion of people's potential. And so, you know, when we want people to do things with us or we desire them to come along on the journey and they don't seem really interested or they're not committed to their own growth. One, it may not be the season, but two, they maybe haven't tapped into their fullest potential and we're not to hold ourselves back while they figure out, you know, who's on first and who's on third. We have to keep going on and know that the greatness that God has placed in us is not desired that we sit and hold back waiting on other people. So if they don't want to use all their potential, we still have to run on and use ours. Mm. Amen. That's a word. That is a word for me because... I love coaching people and I love people to reach their goals and their potential. And a lot of times I definitely want the vision and the dream more than other people. So that's something that I need to go back and listen to, you know, even after this um, recording is over, I need to go back and really let that affirmation seek in. um, Because sometimes I do just want to like, am I just not being effective? Like what's wrong with me? But it's really between them and God. So I really appreciate the affirmation. Amen. You're so welcome. And it's just such an honor to have been here. I think you're so incredible. I love following you. And you're just doing such incredible work for women and just business owners. And so it's an honor to be here with you. Thank you so much. All right. So I'm going to do a short prayer and then I'll let you share your social media handles with people so they can get connected with you. Awesome. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity to talk through this topic today. Thank you so much for giving us wisdom from your wonderful woman of God. God, I pray that you help us apply these practical tips and help us think through the concepts that were shared in this episode today. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. And so they can find me on my website is garlandaprice.com. And then on Facebook and YouTube, it's Garlinda M. Price. So it's G-A-R Linda the letter M like Mary and Price on Facebook and YouTube. Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. You are such a blessing. You and your sister are just, y'all are just goals. I just love y'all so much. (laughs) 
hope you love this week's episode of the Audience of One podcast. Please subscribe to our show and leave us a five-star rating. I would also love if you would share a screenshot of this week's episode on your social media feed so other people can find the show. Until next time, remember, you're doing what you're doing to please God and God only. He's your audience of one. Bye.